Welcome to the Yoga Focus podcast. This is going to be a podcast that discusses some of the traditional elements of the eight-limbed path of yoga, but with a bit of a modern spin on it. The goal of creating this podcast is really to offer information that will help to create more clarity within your yoga practice or within your teachings if you are a teacher, but most importantly to create this element of clarity within your life because we all live in this world where things are hectic and we're being pulled in so many different directions. It is very easy for us to lose our focus and get distracted. So I feel like that component of creating more clarity on our mat and off our mat is something that can be really helpful to all of us. The group class that I've been teaching for several years now is actually called Yoga Focus. So I like that name so much I decided to create an entire structure to the way that I theme my classes. Basically what I do is each week I pick some sort of theme, either a part of the body or a piece of yoga philosophy, maybe a yoga sutra or a particular type of meditation, and then I break that down for the students at the beginning of class. Very often I come in with a whiteboard where I've written down some key information or a quote or some sort of visual aid to help the students to really digest that piece of information that I'm trying to explain to them for that week. So the podcast is going to be structured a lot like that. It's going to be the complement to my offerings on YouTube and the offerings in my live class so that I can elaborate a little bit more on the topics that I'm teaching for that week. I first started practicing yoga in 2003. It was right after I graduated high school and I was going to stop playing soccer and running track. I was done with competitive sports, but I had always really enjoyed movement and being healthy and active. So I was looking for something to keep that movement practice when I went away to college, something that I could do in my dorm. And I felt like yoga would be the perfect option. So I ended up buying this Denise Austin VHS tape, and I took that with me to college because I knew my roommate was going to have a VCR. So that was really the start of my yoga journey. Um, And I think a lot of teachers have the experience where the first time they practice yoga, they really don't like it. And I was definitely one of those teachers. I remember being in an awkward chair pose and thinking, this is ridiculous. Why am I doing this? But something there really stuck with me. And I tried it again and again until I found myself in this space where I couldn't get enough information about yoga. I was reading books. I was watching DVDs. I was trying to get my hands on anything and everything that would help me to understand what exactly was going on when I was doing this strange practice. So that insatiable need to understand yoga led me to do a teacher training. And in 2005, I started to teach yoga. I was 20 years old and I got hired at a hotel in Atlantic City 
to teach classes for the guests that were staying there. So that was my very first experience with teaching. And throughout the early years of my teaching, I was earning my bachelor's degree in psychology. And then I went on to work on my master's degree for occupational therapy. And I think the fact that my formative years of teaching coincided with my education in psychology and occupational therapy has really um, angled me toward a therapeutic practice as a yoga teacher. And it's one of the reasons why I started doing such strong themes to my classes, because I felt like there were body parts and things that people were dealing with that needed to be focused on, that they needed some more specific information about instead of just a general yoga class leading people through asanas. So that was one of the contributing factors to creating the yoga focus method. Over the past 15 years that I've been involved with yoga, I've seen a lot of things change. And mostly in the past few years, I've really been excited about the advances that we've been making in terms of combining traditional yoga techniques, but updating them with the movement science that has been coming out more recently, updating it for advances in understanding pain science and understanding how to keep our body safe. We have this whole generation of people who have been practicing since the 60s and the 70s, and now we're really getting to see what that strong asana practice has done to their bodies in that more modern form of practice over years and years and years, um, resulting in some people needing hip replacements or having chronic shoulder injuries or back injuries because the practice that they were doing was not sustainable. So now I see a lot more teachers looking to movement science and seeing how we can use that information to inform the way that we practice and to inform the way that we're teaching our students and guiding our students through what is a safe, sustainable form of yoga practice. The other big shift that I've seen in the world of yoga is this focus on the physical postures. For a lot of people, the word yoga just means the physical practice. And I think, of course, most of us start from that physical realm because it's something tangible. And we see pictures of postures and we think, okay, I'm going to try to put my body into that shape and see what my experience is. So we kind of start from that point, but a lot of studios and teachers are not necessarily taking it to the next step and showing some of the subtler teachings behind yoga, the detail of the breath work, the benefits of teaching meditation. Instead of just working on the physical body, making sure that we're cultivating those skills in the layers of the mind and the emotions and our intuition, because those are the things that are going to really have the strongest effect on the rest of our life. So one of the things that I try to do in Yoga Focus is pick something that complements the asana practice, something that is going to 
help the students to take a small digestible piece of anatomy or yoga philosophy or some sort of interesting add-on to just doing the physical practice and then using that as a way to keep propelling them forward and getting a deeper and deeper practice as they continue. So I hope that you will join me in this process of exploring and deepening our practice together, of working through the layers of what is such a complex and rich system. And I would love to hear your questions or any topics that you would like to hear discussed on this podcast, um, whether you are a student or a teacher or anywhere in that whole scope of yogis, anything that you would like to know more about. Thank you so much for sticking around to the end of the podcast. I just wanted to talk to you guys about the book that I released in June of 2019, which is called Yoga Therapy at the Wall. I've worked on this book for the past three years to create all of the pictures and all of the information in here. It's 162 pages and it's a full color manual. The chapters are broken down by body parts that we focus on using the wall to help us learn about different movement patterns and how to change some of the yoga postures to have a specific therapeutic focus. And you can really start to understand when you look at the book why I feel like the wall is the most underutilized prop that we have in yoga. We kind of forget about these things that we have all around us and that we almost always have access to a wall to utilize in the practice. So this manual will give you a ton of ideas to expand and start to utilize the wall as a prop. If you're interested in ordering, you can get the printed version on lulu.com. Um, you can either take the link in the show notes or you can go on Lulu and look up yoga therapy at the wall. There's also a digital download option, but for that you have to go on Etsy. And my Etsy store is Healthy Focus by Laura G. Or you can just search yoga therapy at the wall. Thanks. Hope you enjoy it.